Good morning, Clear Lake area and Houston area at large as well. This is Bertrand McHenry. You're listening to Thrive Life Radio. I am not your host, um, but uh, but I am the host for today. And I have our host. I have your host with us in the studio, Amy Robeson. Hey, Amy. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Are you excited? I am excited. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little. Well, first of all, we're going to let the audience know who you are and what you're about as a person and what you're into and your likes and dislikes and your passions and what you do in the world. And then we're going to talk about Thrive Life Radio. But actually, it's Thrive Life Radio, uh, education for a life you can thrive in. So we'll just leave that out there for the audience to kind of deal with. And then we'll, we'll clean that up in the last segment and talk nice. about what the, what the actual radio, station's gonna, uh, radio show is going to be about. But it is Thrive Life, Thrive Life Radio on uh, vinyl draft radio station uh, at the uh, Associated Credit Union of Texas studios. So welcome everybody. This is kind of the kind of a half debut of Thrive Life Radio. We've been doing these with these new shows is doing a, a, a bring the host in, interview the host for the first show. And then your first inaugural show will be next Friday at 10 o'clock yes okay awesome and you're going to have guests on that one and then we'll we'll start the rotation and it's going to be great it's going to be awesome yeah it's going to be great so amy bertrand where are you from i am originally from montana wyoming area so i was born in montana and then moved to wyoming when i guess i was about 10 so i'm from the north both you betcha. Northwest. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wide open spaces. Wide open spaces. It's very beautiful there. Right. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Lots of mountains in both states. In both states. Yeah. Yep. What uh, range crosses that? What those range? states? What mountain range? Rockies. Rockies. Oh, That's yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen the Grizzlies? No. Okay. Not up close and personal. No. Uh, Some moose? coyotes. No moose. Yeah, I've seen a moose in Jackson. So, Jackson, uh, so let me ask you this moose. Moose. What's the plural of moose? Meese? <laughs> Mooses. Mooses? No, it's just moose. It's just... Yeah, it's just moose, period. Is it a gaggle of moose or just a bunch of moose? It's or just a bunch of moose. A poor, a boar of moose? I don't mean, I don't know. There's weird <laughs> A words. herd? Yeah, yeah. A herd of yeah. moose. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a... There's a... You know, with crows, it's a murder of crows. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely serious. It's a mur- <laughs> I've never heard of that in my yeah, life. A when, murder of crows. Yeah, when there's a when there's a big flock of them, it's a murder of clo- of crows. Hmm. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. So I it yeah. should be meeses or something like that. It shouldn't just be the plural is moose. It should. <laughs> what be- cartoon was it where it's I love meeses to pieces? There was a oh, cartoon like way back in the day that talked oh. about meeses. Oh, I didn't, never mice, heard that. No, but there are meeses. Yeah, no, I like even mooses would sound grammatically wrong. Yeah. But Mises sounds silly, but sounds right. There, were, there were a lot of Mises. It's taking me back to childhood. It sounds like something that some cartoon I was watching when I was growing up. <laughs> Mises. Okay. So wildlife in Montana and Wyoming. Just mm-hmm. coyotes? Lots of coyotes. Wolves? Wolves. You saw wolves? No. No. We had a lot of coyotes. On, I grew up on a farm when I was really little in Montana. Okay. Um, our family still owns it today. My uncle does. Okay. Still runs the farm. So... I was there until I was eight, and so yeah, some coyotes. We had cattle and lots oh, of go- lots of gophers, and you guys had cattle. You, we had you, cattle. Yep. For what purpose? Beef. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Yep. We raised cattle, and we were wheat farmers. Really? We had a big. Yep. For how long? Oh, my grandparents originally started the homestead. So back mm-hmm. in like the thirties. Yeah. 
is probably when you the started 30s it? is when the homestead started because my dad was born in the 40s. Yeah, and they were already there. So yeah, wow. yeah. And the the land, the homestead is actually still in the family. Okay. Yeah. So and how long did were you around when you guys farmed? Before you got um, out of it, till I was eight, then we moved. We okay. moved to Bozeman, Montana. My parents went back to school, and then we moved to Wyoming from there. They went to back to school for what? Yeah. So my dad went back to school for accounting, and my okay. mom was doing architecture and drafting. Your dad said this farm life got to be an easier <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, he did it for a while, and it was just kind of time, and it was, you know, it's it was just really hard for both families to be on the farm at that time. It's yeah. just not not financially really. A good situation right. so there just kind of came a point where it was just better for us to go ahead and move on and, okay yeah so he went back to school and you guys moved to Wyoming to do what what would they do then so then my dad worked for the IRS he worked for the IRS for I don't know, 30 years wow. yeah he just retired a couple years ago really so, yep Wow. Yeah, he worked for the IRS a long time. Wow. Yeah, and then my mom um, worked um, doing drafting kitchens and bathrooms and designing. So really, yep. Is that yep. what she went to school for? Yep, yep. And she In, actually the interior house design or, or no, not interior design, drafting, drafting, drafting architecture. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, she actually designed the house that they're living in now. They just retired to back to Wyoming. She designed it, and it's not, it's really nice. She did a good Re- job. Retired back to Wyoming. Where mm-hmm. were they? Where were they? They were in Kansas. Oh wow. Yep, he was a regional manager there for a couple of years. So. Gotcha. Yep, they were in Kansas for, man, I think seven or eight years. Wow. Yeah, something like that. Is there tax issues in Kansas? Anybody making any money <laughs> in Kansas? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That's fascinating. Okay. Yeah. And so when did you leave? So I left and I went to school in North Dakota for a couple Whoops. of years. Yeah. Oh. I did that. I did that. <laughs> Tegan. No, no, uh, no. Oh, we got it, Tegan. We got it. We have it. a problem. No, just kidding. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. We'll get that cleaned yeah. up on the break. No, that's good. So yeah, I went to school in North Dakota for a couple of years. Right. So um, I left right after I graduated, pretty much a couple months after that. And right. then I was back in, in Wyoming for about a year and then I moved to California. Okay. I was there for about three years. That's where I met my now husband. Okay. So that's why I am now here in Houston because he is from here originally. Okay. Yep. Did you have a then husband? No. Okay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> no. Okay. And so your degree again? So I am a certified holistic nutrition consultant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I just completed a program as a functional nutritionist. But what was your original degree in? So originally, way back in the day, I was actually going for athletic training and physical therapy. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I decided after a couple of years into that, mostly really, if I can be honest, I went to school because I wanted to keep playing volleyball. So oh. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Just, you know, athletic training, physical therapy, it's sports related. So right. I just kind of went with it. Yeah. And a couple of years in, I just knew that's not what I wanted to do. So yeah. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, uh, if, if that was your degree, what sports did you play? But volleyball, is mm-hmm. it, did, you, did you go on a scholarship? I did not. I went on an academic scholarship, mm-hmm. and that got changed to a an athletic scholarship two oh, years wow. in. But then I decided to leave school. So. Two, two years in because yeah. they said, well, she's not that smart, but she's really she's athletic. She's really pretty athletic, so we'll just go with that so we can keep her we'll at the swear. school. <laughs> we'll exactly. just you know throw her a bone and help her out so she can stay in college. And get her degree. <laughs> wow, that's, yeah. well, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so you play all two years that you were there <laughs> yes i played all two years okay. and, yeah after that after i left i did i coached for a little while <laughs> you co- in high school no no i coached club oh okay. So, yeah Which i coached is, club I we coached... have we have napkins thanks doug 
It's what I do. The savior of I the day. <laughs> do you? <laughs> just for this purpose just right here? I just yeah. sit back there and wait for a spill. <laughs> uh, see, I told you we get this handled. Before the break, too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, we're on a um, roll. So, so uh, continue. Okay, so where, what was I talking about? Coaching. You're coaching. So I coached club ball in Wyoming for a couple of years, and then I, when I moved here, I got connected what with a club mean, here. Club ball. So club ball is kind of it's it's all outside of school. It doesn't have anything to do with school, right. but um, so it's really almost like higher level training. I'm trying to keep the ratings by cleaning up this mess and taking a long time doing it, so <laughs> people will pay attention. That's awesome. <laughs> So club ball is kind of like higher level training. And I really tell people, if you want to play college ball, if you have an interest in that, you need to play club volleyball because that's where you're going to get seen because you go to these huge really? tournaments all over the country. This is I got most of my um, letters from colleges from playing club ball myself. But was it is that like tennis clubs, private clubs that you... Yeah, or you, something different? yeah, it's it's like te- technically like a private club, and you okay. you know you pay to be in the club okay. and play on one of the teams there. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then, that's where the kind of the elite and the the marginally elite go and exactly, play. exactly. And you really get a lot more one on one personalized training from really qualified coaches in these leagues. And so you go to these huge tournaments, and they're all over the country and play. And coaches from all over the country come to these tournaments because they can see hundreds of girls in one shot, wow. as opposed to going one-off you know high school games in their area or surrounding states so they really get you get a lot of exposure going that how long do you play at a club like that um if you can start early start at like 12 or 13 if it's something you love and you want to play yeah they you most of them will start at 12 13 years old some of them will okay so it's not after high school it's it's ongoing it's ongoing so Ah. start then it's it's not during the high school season obviously Mm -hmm. it's in the Mm -hmm. spring so Mm -hmm. it starts usually in like um, you get started in November, December at the end of the year after the volleyball season's over, and then you play through the spring. Yeah. Actually, that's really uh, that's good anyway because by the time you get to college, you've played so much. Exactly. Yeah. You get a lot of practice, a lot of repetition, and with really good quality coaches. So it makes a huge difference in your level of understanding of the game and your ability in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your volleyball IQ. Yeah, exactly. We call it VBIQ in the business. VBIQ. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's... It's interesting you say that because Malcolm Gladwell, in his book Outliers, talks about what makes people successful, and it's not—it's kind of counterintuitive. It's not what you think, and that's where he kind of laid out the idea of ten thousand hours to mm-hmm. mastery. And uh, he took a—he took one province in Canada and said, "Why does this one province uh, turn out so many uh, NHL stars?" At, at 21, 22, young. Yeah. Uh, and he figured out the reason why is it stays colder there and, and the lakes are frozen all year round almost. So the kids are playing hockey yeah. at three years old. So by the time they're 16 or 17, they've got that 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. They've been skating and doing those moves already. So they are men among men at 18, 19 when they go into the NHL. Yeah. Uh, for guys who start, picked it up when they were thirteen or seven, or you know, you know they've been playing, they've been skating since they were two. Yeah. So the more often you're in a, a club like that earlier on, the more chance you have of having close to ten thousand hours by the time you go off to college. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I played all year round. I played during the summer. I mean, I was in the north, so we mm-hmm. didn't have sand. We played in the grass. But you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> all year round I if mean, someone I just, just came in at that moment that just sounds weird <laughs> we're talking about volleyball 
It's not beach volleyball. It's it's. It was grass volleyball yeah. for us. Yeah, we had grass tournaments. Is it yeah. uh, is it a specific kind of grass? It's not like. It's the grass is different mm-hmm. up there. I don't mm-hmm. know what the, I don't know what it's but called. But for volleyball, is it a different? No. Oh it's no, not. it would just like set up in a park somewhere or something like that. Oh, and, and, okay. Yeah, or like soccer fields and things like that. Okay. Set up and have a tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we that's what we used to do here yeah. before uh, beach volleyball became really popular, and then people started pouring sand on the grass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> To play sand volleyball. <laughs> and sand volleyball is way harder than grass volleyball. Well, I would think it's oh, harder man. to get any grip with your feet when you're sprinting yeah. or, or trying to close distance on yeah. something. I was yeah. not good at sand volleyball. Really? No. But I didn't play it a whole lot, so yeah, you I didn't really have an opportunity to be, to be really good. But yeah. yeah, I was not very good at it. <laughs> yeah. You could have gotten good. <laughs> I could have gotten good if I had stuck with it. Yeah. Okay. So from there, you... So coaching? Coaching. You left school, went to coaching. Uh, a couple of years after that, after okay. after I moved back from California, okay, yep, to here, that's okay. when I started coaching. I coached for three or four years here in Texas. Yep. Okay. And then. And then, I worked just a regular job for a manufacturing company mm-hmm. in my prior prior life. So I was a supply chain manager for a manufacturing company for years, and then started getting into nutrition and health just because of my own things that I had my whole life growing up mm-hmm. and made some changes in my diet and it radically changed my life and made really? such a difference and I had never put two and two together and had never had anyone put two and two together for me and mm-hmm. recommend that I try making some changes like that and it it made a huge difference. That's interesting. Yeah, and it changed literally changed like the whole course of my life. Really? Yes. In what way? Yeah. Well, because, you know, before I was I was in this job and it was fine and I made good money and I worked with some great people and mm-hmm. just kind of trucking along, you know, not right. really not really I don't know, not really having any kind of ambitions or anything, just kind of being there. Mm-hmm. And so when this happened and it changed my life so dramatically that I'm like, oh my gosh, why doesn't everybody know this? No one talks about this. You know, really? I didn't, and at least at the time, because I wasn't in those circles, I didn't know anybody who talked about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. If I can have this level of health by making some simple changes, mm-hmm. I want everyone to have the same opportunity. Really? So I just decided I'm going to go back to school and see what I can do with it. And where'd you, where'd you go to school? So I went to school online through Hawthorne University. Mm-hmm. So they have um, a few different programs. They have the certificate program, which is what I went through. is about a three-year program. Mm-hmm. And they have master's and doctorates. And it's all on holistic. It's all holistic nutrition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you got a certification there. Mm-hmm. Got a certification there. And then what? And then this past year, I've gone through a program for more functional nutrition, which is um, kind of building on the education I already had. Okay. So you went to school and got those certifications. Mm-hmm. So, but, but the first one was several years ago. Four, five. The first one, I finished up that one the beginning of last year. Okay. Yeah. So about two years ago, I finished that one. Okay. Yeah. Took you took you a couple of years. It took me three years. So I started that whole process of school about five years ago. Well, that's a serious that's a serious education. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not one of the, you know, kind of quick in and, you know, yeah. one and done certifications. It's it's pretty extensive. It's actually based off of their master's program. So wow. it's it's a lot of information. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's really a very in depth program. It, it was awesome. It was awesome. And my main reason for going to the functional from there was just to build on how to have it as a business number one, mm-hmm. but also getting a a lot better information on how to work with clients and um, how to you know, kind of the real deal stuff instead of just the theory and the knowledge, how right. to actually take that and make it something real with a client because it's very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you got you went through that education. What what is it? Before we get into that, what what 
what is your passion around this this functional nutrition? So around the functional nutrition, number one, because there's a couple different tenets of what functional nutrition mm-hmm. is. So number one, it's all about root cause. So we're not just looking at the symptoms. We want to dig down and figure out why things are happening. You know, well, what's going on in there? Mm-hmm. You know, why are you having the issues that you're having? Mm-hmm. And then it's really about learning that person's full story. Mm-hmm. So they come into you with their symptoms and maybe some diagnosis and things like that. But they have a story behind that mm-hmm. because I can have two people with the exact same diagnoses mm-hmm. and they've taken completely different paths to get there. Okay. So unless I understand their path, I can't I don't know how to help them okay. because functional nutrition doesn't use protocols. It's individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's very very cool. It's a really different way of looking at working with people because there's lots of diets you use this diet for that and this diet for that and they all have great things about mm-hmm. them and I kind of consider them templates, but when you really dig in and learn who somebody is and kind of what motivates them, where they where their where the issues have come from, what they've been dealing with their mm-hmm. whole life, then you can really steer them in a direction for them to heal themselves because it's not about me doing the work for them you know i'm just guiding them along but they're doing the healing the body has that amazing innate intelligence to Mm -hmm. heal itself so we want to just give it the right environment to make that happen have you ever looked back and seen because we just talked about where you started is there any common threads of commonality that led up to where you are right now yeah i think the common thread is wanting wanting people to excel Mm -hmm. wanting people to feel good about where they are in their life even in the job that I had prior you know I was in I was a manager so it was really about what you know what my employees are doing and how I can make things the best for them Mm -hmm. and lift them up the best coaching is the same way Mm -hmm. you want Mm -hmm. them to excel you want them to be the best you can be so even as a nutritionist it's the same thing Mm -hmm. I want them to have a level of health that they didn't realize was available to them and where do you think that comes from I think it probably comes from my parents, mm-hmm. you know, they definitely always wanted the best for us and mm-hmm. very supportive of all the different crazy things that all of us kids have done in our lives. Right. You know, always very supportive of us doing what we felt was the right thing to do and, mm-hmm. you know, really push, not pushing is not the right word, just really being there and listening and mm-hmm. being a support, you know, a support system for us. Mm-hmm. So it definitely comes from that. But then also just my own health issues that I've had since I was a little kid mm-hmm. and having that change mm-hmm. and having that, you know, to something I never thought was available for myself because I was always told this is just how your body is and mm-hmm. it's not going to change. Right. And so you just kind of have to live with it. Okay. Yeah. Off topic, what's your favorite music? Oh, I love lots of different types of music, but I would say, so recently the music I've been listening to is Fru Fru and Sia. Okay. Those are two of my favorites right now. Why? I love a couple of... A few of their songs, just for me, have a lot of empowerment behind mm, them. Okay. So probably my favorite song by Fru Fru is Let Go. I think I sent you a link for it mm-hmm. because we were discussing it one day about, we were discussing that, you know, what we were talking about, making a t-shirt out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that whole thing of just, when you are when you're find something you're passionate about, it can be really scary to make that transition again. You know, I went from a job where I was making good money to starting my own business yes. where you're making nothing and being in school. So it's a really scary thing yep. to step out like that. Yep. But you just have to jump in because three things are going to happen. It's either going to be great, it's going to be kind of so-so, or it's going to suck. Yes. So if it's great, that's fantastic. Keep, keep rolling. If it's so-so or it sucks, well, you can 
can improve on that. Yeah, we actually, yeah. that's what we're going to make a shirt out of. That's what we were going to make yeah, the shirt out of. Yeah, yeah, we were trying to figure out how to consolidate that down because it's really long. Oh, yeah, it's really long, but but it's it's a little profound when you think about it. There's only an upside to all that. There you, is only an upside to all that. Take, and I think take that's action a part when of you it. want to take because it'll yeah. either be great or it'll be so so or suck. And if it's yeah. so so or sucky, you you have your barometer. That's that's your margin line and you can grow from there. Exactly. You can always improve on it. So yeah. kind of keeping that positive outlook. And that doesn't just mean, you know, saying positive things to yourself all mm-hmm. along. Although mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. I do it myself. Right. But, you know, having the positive outlook and taking something that feels like a failure and and flipping that around and making it into something that really works for you, it is available for everybody. You just have to be able to change that mindset. Well, we talked about that yesterday. You, there is no failing. You either you either win or you learn. Exactly. You know, and it's exactly. the way you frame that up for yourself. Yep. I mean, if you're if you're learning, you know, failure is feedback. Yeah. It's instant feedback. And that's why, you know, starting a business is instant feedback. I mean, you're going to get instant <laughs> feedback right away. It is instant feedback. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's can be, it can be really amazing and just you're on top of the world and then it can just be really painful and frustrating. Right. You know, it's yeah. all of that is combined, but that's just part of the journey. And that's just part of the journey of being a human being. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be this perfect, even in the health circles, when I'm working with a client, I tell them, you know, healing is not this straight line from A to B. Mm -hmm. When we work together, things are going to go up, they're going to go down, they're going to go back, they're going to go forward. You know, that's just part of it. And if you can just hang in there, Mm -hmm. you're going to get to that other side. Well, I think not just hang in there, but if you can fall in love with the journey, the process of getting there, then it makes it much easier. Because if the goal is only to cross the finish line, you're you're in for a very frustrating ride. But there's so many lessons along the way. And so starting a business, becoming an entrepreneur, this is a great subject uh is is the best personal growth program that i can think of because you i mean really <laughs> right so true right it's so true yeah. yeah i mean i know i have my reasons why that's so true why mm-hmm. why, why do you say that because it's all you mm-hmm. so you know if things go good or they go bad you yeah you can of course put the blame outward mm-hmm. um but it really at the end of the day it's all about what you're doing right. and the decisions you're making and the behavior patterns and the thought patterns that you're having as you go through the process so, true. so it's all it's 100 percent on you mm-hmm. so if things aren't going well then you need to take a look at yourself and say okay what am i not not doing or what am I doing that's inhibiting me from getting to that next step that I'm right. trying to get to what's going on am I procrastinating a lot am I you know I've got all these things to do but oh there's this really great thing on Netflix right now and I and want to why, binge watch because, why are you procrastinating yeah exactly why are you procrastinating what's the reasoning behind that is there fear behind mm-hmm. it is it because you're overwhelmed is it because you're you're stepping in a direction that maybe isn't lining up with your core vision that's another big one you're you know there's lots of you know shiny things out there is there some and, kind of resistance in, right is there resistance that you're you just ever, pushing up against you ever feel feel that feeling allow yourself to feel it and then say where am i feeling this in my body yeah do you because it shows up i mean mm-hmm. it'll show up shows up in my neck i'll mm-hmm. get a lot of tension up there mm-hmm. it'll show up in my back or i'll get really fatigued something like that so yeah where, where do you feel it when you um when you're when you're given a little when you're resisting going forward with something because i know i feel that in my stomach sometimes mm-hmm. where, where do you feel it yeah it's usually in my stomach mm-hmm. like kind of like a little knot like mm-hmm. mm, what's mm-hmm. going on there and then i have to kind of take a step back okay why do i feel this way what's mm-hmm. what's going on what do i need to pay attention to mm-hmm. and kind of dig down into that a little bit and see if i can find the answer because people in your business i find are really in touch with uh you know their emotions and where those emotions sit in their bodies yeah they're very in touch with that because it's it's um 
it's a it's a light board for them. It's mm-hmm. a signal board for them. Yep, absolutely. And you really, it's really important to do that within yourself because you you want to try to pull that out of your clients. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, for them to be successful long term, mm-hmm. they have to be in tune with their body. Right. They have to be in tune with that physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. They need to be in tune with that, mm-hmm. and that is how they get success moving forward. When they right. can see for themselves where things are sitting in their body and how they're reacting to exactly. things, that's how they create success. Because then they know how to shift that if you've given them the tools and the resources going through a program with you they can shift that and keep moving forward you know my goal is not to have clients for a lifetime my goal is to have clients that learn what they need to do to heal themselves that become self-coached become self-coached wow. but they are the you know it's i don't remember where i saw this but it was talking about you know the patient and the client being the doctor of the future mm-hmm. and that is exactly where it needs to go so it's empowering these people you know that you can do this for yourself you just need some education you need some tools mm-hmm. and you need just a little bit more understanding of how to tune into your your own body and you're off and running okay yeah so that's favorite music yeah okay <laughs> favorite movie genre oh that's a really hard one because i like i i, I like movies too <laughs> okay what's your what's your do you have a favorite movie of all time i was thinking about this the other day favorite movie of all time I do love Shawshank Redemption. Mm, that's a good one. That is a really, that's yeah. a really, that's one of those that I've watched probably that's, multiple that's times. That's a resonant one for it sure. It is. Yeah. It's just one of those that I don't know. Every time I, every time I watch it, I learn something different. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing movie. It is. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. I have man, it'd be hard for me to pick. It's one. really yeah, hard because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have, have to... lots that I, yeah. you know, are are near and dear to my heart. So, but that one is just one that. Yeah, it just yeah. it just grabs you. It actually had an independent film feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. A little bit less formulaic, yeah. and and yeah, it was yeah. a good good storyline, good resonant storyline. Yes. yes. Okay. Favorite literature. Last question literature. for this segment. So, you like poetry I love to or read. novels? Yep, I love to read. Probably my one of my favorite novels um, is. Uh, um, called the elegance of the hedgehog mm-hmm. it's a really good elegance of the elegance hedgehog. of the hedgehog okay. it's one of my favorite books it's very it's kind of like a life learning kind of a book okay. lessons and and not judging a book by its cover mm-hmm. getting to really getting to know somebody um, as opposed to just seeing the the glitz and glamour or the the plainness of no somebody and, and making an assumption about no them. doubt Instead, mm-hmm. you, you you find gems in people if you yep. just take some time to get to know them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People have discovered that I'm quite the gem once they, <laughs> once they break through. <laughs> so is that, awesome. is that a novel? It yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a novel. Yeah. Uh, kind of a okay. Interesting. Who wrote yeah. that? Do you know? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't. The elegance of the hedgehog. The elegance you, of you the hedgehog. You heard it here on on Thrive you, Life you Radio. You heard it right here. So go out and get the book. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to take a break in about 30 seconds, but I want to just kind of uh, let everybody know that you've been listening to Thrive Life Radio. This is Education for a Life You Can Thrive In, and uh, Amy Robeson is your uh, host S. I'm just the host for today, just letting you guys warm up to her, uh, letting her test the water. This is going to be an excellent show for health and thriving, and yeah. you don't want to just get by. You want to thrive. You want, you want to thrive. You want There's an, power in that word. Yeah, There's man. power in that yeah, word. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I love it. You can get yeah. by, you can really thrive, because yeah. there's abundance in that word, abundance yeah. and power. So when we come back, I want to 
wrap this up, the personal stuff, but then I want to get into what's Thrive Life Radio going to be about, because there's a lot of places you can go with this. Yeah. And uh, in fact, we're going to talk about some of your guests, and, and it's it's some people you might not think would be on a show like this, yeah. but it absolutely ties in, and we're going to get into that right after this. I'm 
Welcome back to Thrive Life Radio. This is education for a life you can thrive in. And I'm Bertrand McHenry, um, one of the owners, founders of uh, Vinyl Draft Radio. But I'm sitting in just as a host, kind of like, I don't know, Amy, like training wheels. Yes. And in a a handshake between you and the audience. Uh, You will be sitting in this chair next week. I will. With some guests. But. I want to get into a little bit of uh, what Thrive Life Radio is all about. What 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 is it going to be about? What what is my life delicious, which is your company, mm-hmm. and functional nutrition? What is all of that about? And then and then explain what that is. Okay. Uh, my life delicious and functional nutrition, and then we'll talk about how we're going to get that information out through Thrive Life Radio. Sure. So my life delicious. I started my company um, almost four years ago now. Um, with the idea of, of course, helping people, you know, find a way, find a better life than what they had as far mm-hmm. as their health is concerned. Okay. And I called it My Life Delicious because I didn't want it to just be about, you know, health and wellness. I didn't want it to just be about food. I wanted it to kind of represent a combination of both of those things. Right. Because when you're getting healthy, there's such... There's such a range of things you need to be working on yes. that, or I should say that are beneficial to be working on mm-hmm. all at the same time as opposed to just the food aspect or just the exercise or yes. just the mental and emotional and spiritual health. You you right. really need the combination of all of that. Right. So initially when I started out, um, I was in school when I started my business still, so I wasn't really seeing people one-on-one all that much, a little bit here and there, but I was doing some cooking classes and teaching people how to cook. I was okay. doing that out of my house, so it was a lot of fun. Where'd you find yeah. those clients? Just friends? Um, some and- of them were... It's started out with friends okay. and then we they'd kind of slowly bring some people in so i had a really good mix of people and and it was it, it was a business at that point yeah it was wow. a business at that point so yep teaching people how to cook and then i also have um a certification as a traditional foods cook and so that's like making fermented foods making bone broths using organ meats and all of those kind Mm -hmm. of things so i would do some workshops Mm -hmm. um, about that so that was really fun it's actually pretty fascinating um so and those were all out of your house yep and so was it just strictly like learning how to cook carrots and greens and kale it was a little more interesting than that No, I mean we would do fun stuff. We would we would do you know learn how to bake without without grains. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for I did a lot okay. of stuff anti-inflammatory diets, things where people were having food sensitivities, so dairy free and gluten free and grain free and those type of things, so that people that are making that transition for whatever reason that they need to do that, they know what to do because it can be really overwhelming. And mm-hmm. when you're just going and buying that product, a lot of those products are really not that healthy. They're not going to get them where they want to go. Right. So, but it's really overwhelming to think about how do I make food without gluten and mm-hmm. you know how do i make food without dairy you know it's 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 kind of our grains it's another big one you know if you're taking out all food grains. without gluten yeah food I, without ate some, gluten. I ate some gluten did yesterday. you eat some gluten yesterday so. did you yeah. feel really good i did it was empowering <laughs> So gluten, just to make a little segue, gluten is actually what made my whole life change. Okay, so, yeah, I want, yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing us back. So that's excellent. So what what had you experienced your whole life that people said that's just how your body is? Yeah. So starting when I was about two years old, I had really severe digestive issues. Mm-hmm. Really, really severe, like the little bloated, hard belly. You know, going really severe constipation, really severe diarrhea. That I was actually not able to control it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have control over my bowels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had, you know, my hair was like straw and I had really dry skin and I was sick 
sick all the time, ear infections mm. and sinus infections and every cold that came around. And mm-hmm. then um, for a long time, as I got older, I grew out of some of that as far as not being able to control it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was still just bloated all the time, just always had a belly, just really? kind of sticking out all the time. And then I um, got chronic headaches. So as, a, for, as a slim person, always yeah. had a belly sticking out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then chronic headaches. So, so literally for for decades, mm-hmm. um, waking up with a headache every day. Just mm. it was just normal to have a headache all of the time. Wow. Yeah. And so that just kind of persisted and persisted. And then I guess it was about seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So in my early thirties, mm-hmm. um, I started getting really bad reflux mm-hmm. that felt like um, pressure in my chest. So it didn't feel like burning. So it was mm-hmm. very scary. I didn't know what was going on. Right. So they diagnosed me with reflux and wanted to put me on um, medication for that. And wow. I just like. That felt like the beginning of a spiral. Like if I start medication now, I'm going to continue medication Mm -hmm. from here on out. And I just didn't want to do that. So I started just researching on my own and reading if there was any alternatives to taking the medication. Mm -hmm. And so I started coming across all of this information about making some diet changes and that can help with reflux, which I thought was really weird at the time. So I'm like, okay, well, that's Yeah, I think it's weird because I take a Walzan at night, so I don't get... (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Most people are like, well, don't you just need to pop some Tums or some Pepsi? Yeah, it's or something? pink. It's pretty. And yeah, you can. Yeah. You can definitely do that. And But I just didn't want to go down that road. Right. And so when I started kind of seeing this information about making diet changes, like, well, that's easy. I don't need to go to a doctor to do that. I can do that myself. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just try that? So I just took out gluten. That's the only thing that I changed. Interesting. Um, and it was really, it was a little difficult because there wasn't a lot of information at that time uh, about I mean, how to do that compared to now. It's yeah. really easy. Yeah. But back then it was like, there's like two websites about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was a little more challenging. So for the first week, I ate a lot of scrambled eggs because I just didn't, I ate sandwiches every day and cereal. So I didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first week I felt really terrible. I was really sick, really weak. Um, but after that, over the next couple of months, I had dramatic changes. I lost um, about 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the headaches were completely gone. I don't do no longer have chronic and how, headaches. And how many weeks after you started? I would say within about four weeks for me. Mm, wow. Yeah, I started noticing like, hey, my belly isn't you know so swollen. Hey, I haven't had a headache in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm sleeping a little bit better. And then mm. the weight, the massive weight loss, which I was absolutely not expecting. I didn't really feel like I needed to lose a lot of weight. I didn't feel like I was heavy, but I lost about 25 pounds, mm-hmm. and that's stayed off since then. It's mm-hmm. not something that's come back on. Interesting. So it was so, and that's very radical. I mean, when you have all of those things happen in a short period of time just from make, making a change in your food radical. i wasn't exercising anymore i wasn't doing anything like yeah. that i wasn't i don't think i was exercising at all so radical and empowering radical and empowering yeah. like oh my gosh i can do something about mm-hmm. the way i feel i mm-hmm. don't have to just live with it right yeah so it was it was very life-changing wow yeah. that's so, amazing yeah so that right there those couple of months is what led me to mm-hmm. eventually start my own business and then you know go to school for the holistic nutrition consultant right. and then and then go ahead into the functional nutrition mm-hmm. and so the functional nutrition is again it's about the root cause so why are you having the problems you're having even for me why was i having those problems all those years mm-hmm. you know you can kind of get close to the root we can't always figure out exactly what the trigger was but we can see some you know some things along the line that So what was the root? We are not sure. My mom and I have had this discussion trying to figure out because it was about two years old that I started having all mm-hmm. of these issues. So we don't know if it was um, something I was eating. I mean, we were wheat farmers. So mm-hmm. I was eating a, lot, eating a lot of wheat bread, homemade, wonderful wheat bread, of course. Um, but we don't know if that was necessarily a trigger. So something happened, obviously, about two years old. And she couldn't really put her finger on it. So we just really don't know why I had such a dramatic something shift. Happened something happened or... or- 
or did you just develop an an allergic reaction to wheat or something? Yeah. And that absolutely could have been mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I could have just developed that for some reason, some right. you know, some kind of trigger, and um, you know, often running with health issues. Yeah. So you know, coming into the functional nutrition side, it really is what's your story and how did you get here, and let's try to put the pieces together, and then also creating a therapeutic partnership. Mm-hmm. So this is not just me saying I'm the expert and this is what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm in that leadership role um, because of my background in education, but their input and their you know. What they're looking to do, their goals, their end goals are extremely important because it's not about what I want for them. It's about what they want for them. Mm -hmm. You know, what is their why? You know, determining their why is really important. Is it because you're tired all the time and you want to have more energy for your family Mm -hmm. or you want to start a business, um, but you've got all of these issues going on and you just you can't do it because you feel sick all the time. So is that part of your intake? Mm-hmm. It's part really? of the intake is knowing what their why is. Yeah. Yes, yes. Their why, their why for what? For coming to you? For coming to me and for wanting to make health changes. Mm-hmm. Why do they want to do it? What? Mm-hmm. And and if they sometimes I'll get the oh I just want to be healthier and so then it's like I'm gonna okay that's great and I'm glad you want to be healthier but let's you know we, dig into this. let's dig into this really what is it? What's that, the emotional reason you're here? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We need to tie all that together. And usually, you know, the answers can be, you know, pretty profound. They have yeah. some things that they really want for themselves and mm-hmm. for their life where they just, you know, they they have seen maybe their parents go downhill really mm-hmm. rapidly as they age and like, I don't want to do that. I want to be healthy and for all of my days. So I have control of that. So let's do that right, right now. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it can yeah. be very profound. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of those reasons. Yeah. Uh, and emotional. Yes. For a lot of people. For a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of emotion. Well, even just eating is a very kind of emotional thing and it's mm-hmm. very um, personal to people. Mm-hmm. You know, cause we have a lot of ideologies around food and mm-hmm. it's very personal when it, that's challenged. People get very upset because sure. it's such a personal thing. I mean, you're putting things in your body, so it's very personal. Yeah. So you kind of have to navigate that with, you know, working with someone's health and not get to, down too into dogmas. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't do set protocols for certain things. Right. Because if I do that, then I'm not listening to the person. I'm just saying, right. here's the protocol for, you know, autoimmune disease. So this is what I want you to do. And although there may be a lot of benefit in that, and that might be what we end up doing, if I just do that, I don't listen to them. I'm not listening to what their You're wants not hearing are. what they're saying. Because yeah. there could be something very... Um counterintuitive in their story that you're you'd miss yeah Yeah. exactly so 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 you don't you're saying you don't prescribe the blood type diet to everybody Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) no i don't i don't and again you know i think all the different diets that are out there and this is why it's so confusing for people when trying to make changes and then they go and do something like the blood type diet and maybe they feel better initially because Mm -hmm. they are making some changes but then the rest of the things just linger and they don't change and it's because that is a great template and a good place for them to start, but mm-hmm. there's more to the story. Right, so right. there's more work that needs to be done because those diets are still generalized because you have this whole life and this whole environment that those diets can't take into consideration. You know, what's your work life like? Is it really toxic? And, you know, are you around a lot of toxic people? Mm. Do you have poor relationships? Because that's very, very stressful. That's a piece you know, of it too. Where do you live? I mean, we live in Houston, so our exposure to, you know, tox- levels of toxins is much higher than someone in a small town. Mm-hmm. So all all of those things matter and each diet can't take all of that into consideration for each person right so it's a great template and can be a very good springboard mm-hmm. um, to use and get somebody rolling and then we need to dig in and you know continue working with their own story what is your uh, you don't have to say a name but what's your greatest success story so probably my greatest success story to date is one of the first people I really started working with mm-hmm. so this person number one was 
had a really great why. It was, you know, an, an, a new little baby, mm. you know, or a couple of years, I think maybe just a couple years old at the time and, you know, had a lot of great things this person really wanted to do in mm-hmm. their career and in their family. Right. And so it, the why was really, really important here. And so when we started making the changes, they just jumped in and just went for it. Yeah. And within weeks, they noticed, you know, dramatic shifts in their health because right. they just went for it, you yeah. know, jumped in with both feet. And so over, we've worked together now for a couple of years years and you know every once in a while just to get together and you know get some things rolling we did a lot of cooking classes in the beginning so this person understood how to cook for themselves Mm -hmm. and what worked really well and also really learned how to tune into their body Mm -hmm. really pay attention and say oh this isn't working for me right now even though it may have worked prior this isn't working i'm going to take this out for a little bit and then maybe bring it back in later so just it's it's just been really cool to see where they've come compared to where they started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to offer uh, resources, and I'm sure you have them, um, of of companies that that produce food for you? Like there used to be Fit Foods in the area, mm-hmm. but Snap Kitchen and, right. and things like that, where they'll cook it for you. Yeah. And freeze it and bring it to you because for me, if somebody like me, if I want to make a, a lifestyle change in food like that, I. I there's no way I could take yep. the time to uh, prepare it at home for the week mm-hmm. or even for the day and yep. be organized enough to follow that for, for any length of time. Yes, that is actually a really big part of it now because mm-hmm. people are really busy. They want to prioritize it, but it may, they may just not be there yet to where right. they can prioritize prioritize cooking yeah. that much and especially if they're if they're having to do some restrictions and I'm not a super restrictive nutritionist I don't I don't like to take people there unless it's absolutely necessary mm-hmm. but um, if they have to do some things that are restrictive and it's very new to them it's like right. learning a new language then having those resources are important so there's a couple right off the bat that are doing this already mm-hmm. so Art of the Meal just right, right. over here Ginger right. she's doing that she's doing pre-maids and she will do that specifically for dietary certain dietary things nice. and then Jeanette with Partners in paleo she also does it. it's all to goes it's all made from scratch yeah. a lot of local so it's really good quality and made with love yeah. you know so those resources are really important for you know people who are on the go they need those freezer meals because they just don't have the time to make it themselves mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's a couple of really good ones in the area yeah, that, yeah. i'm sure that's a huge resource because i it's even being ready for it you know if i get home at eight or nine consistently yeah you know, i'm not i'm not breaking out the yeah. No. The cookware at, exactly. at, that, at that hour, or or even <laughs> yep. on Sunday. I'm not yep. going to do it for hours on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. I would love to, but it'd be so convenient to have someone do that for you. Yeah, just great. Yeah, and, and so the resources are there. It's available. They're local here in the area, mm-hmm. so it's just a matter of reaching out to them and letting them know what you need. Jeanette posts hers on her Facebook page, Partners in Paleo. Mm-hmm. She posts it every week. What's coming up? You just need to order. I think by Thursday for the following week. So you know they make it pretty simple to That's get what cool. you need from them. It's very cool and it's very nice necessary yeah yeah yes for a lot for, for a lot of the people. reasons that i just exactly explained. yeah people are busy they have things Man. that they really want to do and yeah. life is different it's not the way it was a couple hundred years ago when half your day was about preparing food right, right. yeah so it doesn't yeah. work that way now so you know the more resources that come online and are available you know the better because it there's just a huge need so if you're out there listening and you're thinking of doing this as a business you know 
jump in, find a place to do it, find a certified kitchen, get yourself set up because mm-hmm. the need is really great and it's mm-hmm. out there. Um, and then you can reach out to me and I will, you know, promote you as a resource yeah, because absolutely. We, we need more people doing it. So, so when you, when you think about that, where, what are some of the uh, other resources that you're going to have on the show? You know, we've got some regular guests yes. that are coming. So who are they? Who yes. are your guests? So we have some very cool. And like you said, interesting people very. for, a, you know, a health and wellness show. So, um, I'm going to be having Eric. Jensen. So she's with Respire Wealth. So she is a financial wellness, basically coach, leader, whatever you want to call it. She is absolutely incredible. She does a lot of other things, but on the show, a lot of what she's going to be talking about is financial wellness and literacy. So it's really unfortunate to me that we don't have some training in high school Mm -hmm. for how to manage finances. How you talk about it, how you feel about about money. Exactly. Because there's, there's a, we end up with a lot of really bad mindsets Mm -hmm. about money and how, and what it means and how to use it as a tool. Just funky mindsets. Funky mindsets. you pick it from your parents. Yes. You know, yes. how you talk about what words you use around money and exactly. income. Exactly. Yep. If saving. it's we, we always can't afford that. Mm-hmm. We're always, you know, just barely scraping by. Even saying those things all of the time puts a mindset in your head that Absolutely. there's just lack all the time. And mm-hmm. that's a very stressful feeling. Mm-hmm. So, part of the reason of having someone with financial wellness, and Erica is, I'm so excited to have her on the show because she is not only uh, just super smart, she's a super cool person. Yeah. No. So, She's a super cool person, and I, I just met her a couple months ago. You introduced mm-hmm. us, um, I think, actually in September. Uh, it was I've, in September. I've known Erica for several, several years, and uh, she's very impressive. She is. Not only, so she's impressive in her in her pedigree career-wise, yes. but she's also impressive in, in career experience. She's also impressive as a human being. Yes. I mean, she is. She's uh, an amazing human yep, being. Absolutely. I have so enjoyed getting to know her over the past couple of months. I just, she's just going to be such an amazing resource for the listeners to mm-hmm. understand how finances impact your health because how we think about it, how we use it, you mm-hmm. know, that's one of the biggest arguments a lot of times in marriages is right. over finances. It creates a lot of stress in the body and that creates phys- physiological change in the body when you're under that kind of stress. Mm -hmm. So having some education, again, when you're educated, you're empowered. And it doesn't mean you need to know things to the level that she does, Mm -hmm. but if you understand it for your own life and how to work with those things in your own life, it is so empowering and that immediately reduces the stress because you understand what's going on. You you have an understanding of it. You've got a grasp on it and you can make some informed decisions about that. You can make some much better decisions. And what happens when you're stressed? Yeah. A whole lot of things. Physical so things, right? Physical things happen. You can get really fatigued. Your blood sugar is going to go all over the place. Why would you're you not going to sleep as well. You're going to get fatigued because your blood sugar is all over mm-hmm. the place. So it's going to be going up and down through the day. You're not going to be sleeping as well at night. That's a mm-hmm. huge issue for people with under a lot of stress. They can't fall asleep at night because they've got that monkey mind going on. Well, when you're stressed, you're also doing a, this uh, fight or flight thing, yep. right? Yeah, you're so in that fight or flight. What glands? It affects your adrenal glands. Adrenal glands. Yes. Yeah. So you're pumping out a whole bunch of stuff that you don't want to be pumping mm-hmm. out um, because it's not going to be beneficial when it's on the high. And again, when you're running from a tiger back in the old days and that happens immediately and then that goes back down, that's right. the way it's supposed to function. Right. It's not, it doesn't function when we're on this high level consistently all the time. Things in the body start breaking down because yeah. that's not the way we're supposed to be. We're not meant to be under levels of stress like that constantly. Who knew Erica was all about the adrenal glands? I know. That's She's amazing. all about the She's really talented. (laughs) She's amazing, I'm telling you. (laughs) 
Her I, talent I, has no end. Yes, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this about her, and then we'll move on to the next guest because you've got some really fascinating guests uh, as well in that lineup. But the story I like to tell about Erica is that when she was right out of college, she was the city manager for a town in the UK. Yeah, uh, I think she was twenty four, yeah, twenty three, so. twenty four. Yeah, yeah. It just what an, when I first heard that, I was like, "Real? That is because I know city managers. I know what kind of job that is, yeah. and that is that is quite impressive. Not only to do that, to think to do it, but yeah. also to have a township." trust a 24 year old enough from america to come over and do that yeah really fascinating it's really fascinating so that just speaks to her it does you know education but also to her as a person her ability to think out of the box and to to imagine things differently yeah yeah absolutely all right who else do you have so i also have veronique eberhardt so Mm -hmm. she's with joyous living and she's also just this another phenomenal human being Mm -hmm. i enjoy her presence so much Mm -hmm. she just has this I mean, Joyous Living is such a great name for a coming because she has this light and joy about her. No doubt. I mean, just it's very infectious. So, you know, she is a life coach. She also has a background as a health coach. She does emotional freedom technique. Mm-hmm. And something we'll get into more with her is that she's also an artist and mm-hmm. music and music. So she's just a cool person. And so again Emotional going, Freedom Technique, by the way, is EFT. EFT, mm-hmm. yes. EFT. So she'll be discussing that at some point and what that is and And how she that comes works. with this she comes with this amazing French accent. Yes, yes, she is from France, so she has this amazing accent. I love yeah, listening to her talk because absolutely. her accent is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I also just love listening to her talk because, again, she's an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. The way she sees things um, right. for people is really phenomenal. So she's an amazing life coach, and that is such an important aspect of the whole process of health. Right. So. When you're making changes in food, you also need to be working on your mindset and mm-hmm. how you think about things right. and your behaviors and patterns of behaviors. And so working with someone like Veronique who who can see see into that and speak into that mm-hmm. and help you begin the shifting process because right. it is a process. Yes. It doesn't just happen overnight or you're you're just saying all day long, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. It doesn't work that way. Right. That's really great and I, um, I you know, appreciate if you do that, but right. that's not gonna create that true shift in how you think. because it needs to be a shift like almost in your core and who you are Mm -hmm. and the way that you see the world and the way that you are in the world and that's something that she has such an amazing ability to tap into and to help bring that out of people and help them realize for themselves how Mm -hmm. they can make different decisions and they can they the mindset can be changed the brain is so plastic Mm -hmm. and fluid it's amazing it is so things can things can change you're not you're not just stuck with those mindsets yeah and i think she was talking about that a little bit yesterday you've got to change your filters you got to change the meaning you give events and how you think about food and you know give it different meanings for yourself and that takes a little time but you can mold yourself to get there but she's gonna she's the coach to do that she's the coach to do that because she is just again she has this joy and this light about her that can't help but bring it out of Mm -hmm. you and she's incredibly insightful and so you know working with someone and being you know having someone who can identify some things that you're like oh my gosh what where i i never even considered it from that angle before and for her to be able to bring that out of you Mm -hmm. and the once the awareness is there that's when the change can start happening right yeah yeah okay who else so dr banda 
Uh, we're hoping Dr. Vander will yep. join us. Yes. We're so pretty he, sure he will. Yeah. <laughs> he is a functional medicine doctor. So okay. I am a huge fan of functional medicine. And those of you out there may have not heard of functional medicine before. So it's kind of an up and coming field of health. And it is going to, it is booming right now. It's mm-hmm. really starting to take off. So kind of as functional nutrition, functional medicine is also about root cause. So right. when their patients come in, it isn't just what are your symptoms and let's deal with your mm-hmm. symptoms. Why are you having the symptoms in the first place? What's going on in there? And so they're taking it that step further than what I do in going through. And, you know, if they're doing testing, they have amazing testing capabilities now available to them. That's not that are not available to every every doctor out there. So they can really get into some more sensitive things Mm -hmm. um, as far as testing goes. And then the things that they have available to them to build someone's health back up is pretty astounding. And then they partner with people like me Mm -hmm. to take that other side on. So the kind of the school that I'm in is Functional Nutrition Alliance. And so the alliance is that we are aligning with the functional medicine community to provide that nutrition and that those day-to-day skills. Give it legs. Give it legs and let them move. So they're doing the clinical work and we're doing the legs. They diagnose in the office and then you guys are the legs for that, teaching people skills and habits and and daily routines. Exactly. For being, t- taking that new dietary um, way of thinking mm-hmm. into the world for themselves. Yep, exactly. Because yeah, it takes awesome. some time and it takes some learning. So he's an amazing functional medicine doctor, yeah. really, and a, just a very cool guy. He's he's working on this amazing program of an online wellness university, which is just a, such a cool concept. Oh, that'd be and awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm really excited about his program. Yeah, we hope it's to hear just about going, that. Yeah, it's just going to be able to reach out mm-hmm. to so many other people, you know, in the area and outside of the area. If you don't feel like you can get to the doc all the time, mm-hmm. you know, to work through a program like that, it's going to be so much more readily available for you. And he has had some phenomenal success stories yeah. with his clients. Oh my goodness, the That's things awesome. that have turned around with diabetes and infertility oh, yeah. is another big one. And I'm oh sure. my goodness, it's. It's just astounding the things that have happened. And again, it's him giving them the tools and they are doing the healing. Right. And he will tell you himself, the doctor doesn't heal. You're, you and your body heal yourself. Your belief system and your body. Yep, your belief yep. system and your body. And we're just here to guide you along the process and give you the resources and tools and education that we have to make you thrive. That's it. There you go. See? That's it. That's it. So we also may have Dr. Aaron Chapa come yeah. on once or twice uh, before he actually launches his show. Yes. And he's uh, he's a chiropractor in the area and focuses on nutrition and applied kinesiology yep. and fascinating guy, fascinating doctor. He's been doing it a long time. Yep. Uh, he may be on here. I mean, Aaron is an interesting fella too. I mean, we won't get into great detail because <laughs> he's not here, but uh, you know, he he has done so many cleanses in his life, and he's yes, been like you were telling 50 me about this. gallbladder yes. cleanses. That uh, the, so the, as weird as this sounds, his claim is, and I believe him. He just doesn't wear deodorant anymore yeah. because he doesn't he doesn't put any toxins. He yeah. doesn't he doesn't stink. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's weird. Um, <laughs> It's weird, but it's so true. It's so true. And again, like going back to some like weird symptom that we think is normal Mm -hmm. and is really not normal. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a fantastic guy, and he's oh, he's yeah. got a lot of enthusiasm for it. He, lo- he loves what he does. Yes, he loves his patients. He loves yeah. educating. He loves imparting information. Yeah. So we may have him as a guest yeah. on a, a couple of times. Yeah, and again, another one of those just infectious people mm-hmm. that just listening to him talk about what he does mm-hmm. is just exciting. Yeah, you just you can't is. help but get excited. Yeah, like, oh absolutely. my gosh, look at all the people we can help. This is amazing. And yeah. we're we're gonna do this all on what? 
Thrive Life Radio. Thrive Life Radio. That's a good place to bring this to a close. Amy, Absolutely. thank you so much for coming in today and and sitting here for this interview. I know you wanted to get it kicked off yourself, but this is a good way to introduce you to the audience. This was great. This yeah. was great. I'll let go of the nerves a little bit there about taking something like this on yeah. with a good friend and just mm-hmm. having a great conversation. Great conversation. I spilled coffee time. up front on Spill, purpose. I know. I know. I did that on purpose so you could feel comfortable. And, <laughs> and I'm so appreciative of you, you sacrificing your cup of coffee I, I for the no, sake of my comfort level. Uh, I'm all about humility. <laughs> I'm all about humility. Uh, it's been a great hour. Um, and so next week at 10 o'clock, be listening to uh, Thrive Life Radio with Amy. Amy, say your last name again. Robison. Robison, not Robison. It's Robison. Almost like Robinson without the N. I heard exactly. you say Exactly. Yep. Just take that N out of the Yeah. Yep. This is going to be education for a life you can thrive in because yes. that's so important. Not just getting by. And, and getting over, but thriving. thriving. That's a big, big deal. Yes. Hey, come back next Friday and listen to what Amy has to say. See you then. All right.